ago. Um, I am without Jeff today. Last week, we recorded a podcast, and every now and then when we record a podcast, um, even though we do a mic check and everything before, um, a little bit into the podcast, we start getting these weird uh, sounds in the audio, and it basically ruins the podcast, and we just have to um, we have to trash it. So um, uh, that happened to us last week. Uh, Jeff's busy today, so uh, you got me. Uh, if you're stranded on an island, if you're stranded on an island, it would be immensely helpful um, if suddenly you came across a set of footprints. Uh, that could be a little scary if you think about it. It could be a little creepy, but it'd be immensely uh, comforting uh, to come across a set of footprints, to know that at the very least, I mean, it would be amazing to find out that someone else is there, right? Maybe someone else is there. Maybe they've got a boat. But at the very least, it'd be very comforting to know that someone else has been through what you're going through. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, where I uh, read this illustration, says this, quote, travelers have been delighted to see the footprint of man on a barren shore. And we love to see the way marks of pilgrims while passing through the veil of tears. In other words, when you are suffering, when we are suffering, it's good to know that other people have been there and done that. It's good to know that we're not alone. It's good to know that other people have been through what we're going through. The book of Psalms in the Bible are the footprints on a barren shore for us. People have been where we've been in our pain and in our suffering. And in particular, the Psalms are littered with the pain of wondering where God is and when God, when is God going to show up in our life? In Psalm 42, the author of the psalm describes himself as a desperately thirsty person. He says this, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so my so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? God, where are you? The psalmist here is dying of thirst, looking for God, spending his days and his nights sobbing in pain and suffering. He is depressed. His soul is what he says, cast down and in turmoil. Uh, The psalmist says, my tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? When was the last time you asked from the depths of your soul, God, where are you? Or maybe I could say, how many times have you already asked that today? Have you forgotten me? Do you hear me anymore? Do you know I'm here? When was the last time you said with this psalmist in Psalm 42, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Not only in my soul do I feel in turmoil, but even the enemy around me is saying, yeah, where is your God? Where is your God? He's nowhere to be found. Uh, When was the last time you were desperate to go back to the good times? The good times when you thought things like this with the psalmist in Psalm 42. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise. When was the last time you thought, man, I wish I could go back to when I when I just I just could sense and, and feel God at work in my life? You know, I didn't I didn't have these doubts and these fears and these worries, and I wasn't asking the question, God, where are you? Um, it's nice to come across these kinds of footprints in Psalm 42, that someone has been there. Someone has walked this path of the dark night of the soul when God feels absent. Um, because in these moments, in these long seasons we can have, we're faced with two options. We can either listen to ourselves and we can lump in there. We could say we could listen to ourselves, the world or the devil. 
or we can listen to God. There are two options. We can listen to ourselves or the world or the devil, or we can listen to God. And in Psalm 42, the author, the author says, okay, I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to listen to God. Even though I'm saying, why have you forgotten me? Where are you? I'm going to listen to him. He says this, why are you cast down on my soul? He starts talking to himself. He starts arguing against himself. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Now, this seems like an odd question because he knows exactly why he's cast down. He knows exactly why his soul is depressed. He knows why he's in, he's in turmoil. It's this sense of the absence of God. God, where are you? So why is he asking this question? He's asking because he knows, um, he, he's, he's beginning to remind himself that he has good reason to not be cast down. He has good reason to not be in turmoil. And here's where he starts his reasoning. He tells himself, hope in God. Now, this is incredible to think about. On the one hand, he's in turmoil, turmoil because God feels absent. And yet, he begins to remind himself that he doesn't need to be in turmoil because of God. <laughs> he says, my soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. My soul is cast down within me, Because I'm wondering, where are you? Have you forgotten me? And so I remember you. The psalmist is in a thunderstorm where dark clouds have hidden the sun, but he's reminding himself the sun is still shining. I can't see them right now. I don't feel them right now, but the sun is still shining. So where is hope? Where is joy? Where is security? Where is rest? It's not in you. It's not in you. He doesn't doesn't tell himself to hope in himself or in some you know, spiritual technique or something like that. He says it's in God. And then, now I know I know you could be thinking, man, this sounds so like vague and general and very Sunday school answer, hope in God. Okay, what does that mean? Well, he gets real specific. He says, by day, the Lord commands his steadfast love and at night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Let's put this simply. The psalmist is here saying, hope in God because why? Because God loves me. Because God loves me. By day, he commands his steadfast love for me. So in the thunderstorm, the sun is still shining, though I can't see it. I don't feel the heat of it. But the, but the sun hasn't moved. It hasn't stopped shining. It will prevail over the storm clouds. It will break through. It always breaks through. It will break through. So when we are in these dark seasons, these dark nights of our souls, whether it's, it's a night, whether it's a season, whether it's months, w- whether for you it's been years, we have, to, we have to follow the footsteps of Psalm 42. We have to start talking to ourselves, arguing against ourselves. I know you think you see these various reasons to think, God, why have you forgotten me? Where are you? But in those times and in those seasons and day after day, moment by moment, we have to keep asking and telling ourselves, why are you cast down? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. You have good reason. You have good reason to not be cast down because of God. For he goes on, I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. The sun will break through. The dark clouds will part. God will break through. 
he loves me. When? I don't know. The psalmist doesn't say, I know on this day and at this time, this is how long this darkness is going to last. This is how long I'm going to feel this and I'm going to sense this. None of that. None of that. Just hope in God. I'll praise him again. Fact, I will praise him again. He's my salvation. He's my God. He loves me. So I'm going to hope in him and I'm going to trust in him, not in myself, not in what I'm thinking naturally, not in what seems to be true. I mean, imagine um, imagine being able to remember the first time being outside and seeing dark thunderclouds roll in and block the sun. I mean, if you could remember back to the first time seeing that, you might think, well, I guess the sun's gone forever. I guess it's gone forever. Man, that was great while that lasted, but now it's just darkness. You know, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know. You wouldn't necessarily know. You just go, I, these dark clouds just rolled in. I, I, I don't know what just happened. No, but but we we grow up, we mature, and we realize, no, they, they always clear up. They always clear up to blue skies. They always clear up to the sun breaking in where we feel its heat, where we don't feel forgotten. And the psalmist says that hope in God, you'll praise him again. You, you will, you will, he is your salvation. He is your God. He loves you. You will sense his presence once more. You, you, you will. He, he will break through for you in that way. When? I don't know. I don't know. But the sun is still shining. He's still there. He loves you. Rest on the certainty and bedrock of his, of his word. It's good to see. It's good to come across, surprisingly, the many footprints in the Bible of, of real people in real time who some of our heroes, our biblical heroes who have gone through what we're going through who have a a soul that is depressed under the weight of thinking God has abandoned them, God has forsaken them. And time and time again, God upholds their faith. It may be a mustard seed, but he upholds their faith. And by faith, they tell themselves, "Um, no, he hasn't abandoned me. He hasn't abandoned me. And if God would send his own son to go to the cross where the father turns his face on his son, if he would send his son there for me, to go through that for me, to go through death for me, to rise from the dead for me, oh, he'll never abandon me. He'll never forsake me. No matter how bad I feel, no matter what I feel, no matter what I'm sensing in my own soul, he'll never abandon me. Because I've been made his son or his daughter through faith in Jesus. 